Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's another Melchester Odyssey. Who'd have thunk it? Um, we've been doing this for about three years now, and we will never stop, quite simply. No. So uh, deal with it. Um, I have in my left hand the 17th of March, 1984 issue of uh, Roy of the Rovers. Nice green lettering on a red background. Uh, and a, a fantastic front page illustration, which we will get to in a moment. Uh, across the top, sign please. It always uh, tells us who the sign please uh, star is in the centre pages with a big picture of themselves and uh, their autograph. This week, it's someone who follows me on Twitter. Oh. Oh, yes. And it's none other than Nottingham Forest, Gary Bertles. Gary Bertles follows you on Twitter. Gary I think I remember this. I think there was yeah. once many years ago an episode of Top Flight Time Machine in which it might have been the one where he actually started following you. Followed me live during the episode. Yeah. It was a Fowder yeah. situation. Fowder, Fowder! <laughs> Gary <laughs> Bertel's well follow incoming. <laughs> uh, yeah. He follows Mince as well, so I think he's a Mince listener. He doesn't follow Time Machine though. <laughs> Awkward. God, yeah, he doesn't follow me. Well, I I don't know. I feel that I'd know if he did. I'll check, but I I just don't want to be disappointed. Maybe I should direct message him and say, hey, Gary, hope hope all's well. I do have another podcast Um, that you might want to check out. Put check out in um, inverted commas to show that you know it's a colloquial Americanism. Yeah. Uh, It's a lot lot more regular than... uh, than mince if you feel as though you're not getting enough Dawson in your ears yeah give it a whirl whirl in inverted commas <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah just to leave no doubt no Gary Bertles Absolutely. does not follow me 
No, but he has I'm used sorry, a vintage no. photo of himself for his profile, which uh, is quite pleasing. Gary Burt also was one of those players. He, he was good at Forest, and then he, he Man United went through a phase of many years, didn't they, of trying and failing to get in mm. a reliable centre-forward. Yeah. And they never quite worked out. It was like the curse in the 80s. There was a mm. curse, wasn't there, of the Manchester United number nine. Didn't they do the same? Didn't they get Peter Davenport as well? Also from Peter Forrest. Davenport. Yeah, he was like, exactly. It was the exact same like yeah. mechanism that they used by Nottingham Forest's number nine. And in both cases, I think they both went back to Forest. I think possibly Peter Davenport washed up at Sunderland eventually, which just Did goes they? to show. I kind of liked I kind of liked Peter Davenport. I think like when we had our Sabutio League, which I've obviously documented in some detail on this podcast, mm. but when we had our Sunday Sabutio League that ended in tears and violence, um, there was a period in it where I had to be Forest because I wasn't allowed to be West Ham because my big oh. brother was West Ham. He said, you can't be then. You've got to be someone else. So I oh. chose Forest because Forest in the 80s, even though it was past the period in which they were kind of, you know, it was past their imperial phase where they European were winning in Europe. Winners, yeah. But I still liked them in the mid-80s when they had people like Peter Davenport, Johnny Method, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that that kind of era. They were still like a really good footballing team. They they weren't quite as successful as they had been a few years before. So they were always my Sabutio yeah. team. Um and uh, I think it was a Clough. I mean, Clough was, was always good value, wasn't he? Yeah, Even exactly. He liked Clough. They always had classy players. Um, Nigel Jempson, he was a good winger that they had that I liked. Yeah, I liked. I, I like. I had a soft spot for Forrest. I don't anymore. Uh, but well, <laughs> actually, I know, don't it, despise them. No, it's hard not to. Actually, I think everyone. I think they're one of those clubs that yeah. everyone sort of quite likes. Everyone of a certain age, yeah. Yeah. Who grew up with Clough and that. And when I say I don't have a soft sort of them anymore, I'm not saying that I now dislike them. What I was sort of saying was I used to actually think, oh, yeah, they're one of the teams that I look out for, which mm. I wouldn't say is true anymore. But, yeah, I mean, Forest, there's a romance about Nottingham Forest, even the name. Yeah. Should yeah. we call ourselves? Right, we're from Nottingham. So the choice is simple. City, United, Rovers, or at a pinch, Wanderers. What are we going to go for? Some mad cunt's gone, no. Let's call ourselves Nottingham Forest. Yeah, but we're not in a Robin forest. Sherwood. I don't yeah. care. People <laughs> will think about Robin Hood and Robin Hood is fucking awesome and everyone loves him <laughs> and is a bit scared of him too. And hey, I guess, get a load of this, I've done us a badge. It's got a fucking tree on it. The ba- guess what the like, badge is? Go I, on, guess. Like off guess. of a forest. Can you guess? It's a fucking tree. <laughs> oh yeah, I've come up with a nickname as well. Right, are you ready? Are you sitting down? The tricky trees. Hey, <laughs> invoice in the post, mate. <laughs> it's great branding. Great branding. Everything yeah. about Nottingham Forest. You, you know, it it's is. a it's a club that's hard not to feel a, a sort of a, a a warmth towards, unless of course you support Derby or Leicester. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pleased to see they haven't just languished in the bottom three all season. They're about they're 16th having a good now, I go. I mean, they right. bought about yeah. a billion players. They're still yeah. buying now as well. They're off their yeah. fucking nuts. You feel as if they do go down, they'll be in massive shit because There's... they've got all in players on Premier League contracts. Yeah, but, absolutely. But hey, they've whatever. got a big, jolly, bearded Greek man in charge yeah. who does not give he's a got, fuck. He's got a, a bit of a checkered history, I think. There's some stuff in his past that's not yeah. entirely uh, uh Come on, but, that's yeah, all yeah. in the past. Let's bit, keep looking forward, not backwards. 
<laughs> Come on, let's yeah. go out and buy some sexy footballers and have a good time in the Premier League. <laughs> but what about if we get relegated? Then we'll have ah. all this expenditure. Ah, don't. You're thinking, your people, you're either thinking about the past or the future. Me, I live in the moment. <laughs> What about we don't get relegated? Then what? <laughs> you ever thought of that? What if we win the fucking Premier League, huh? Anything's possible. We did it <laughs> oh, they fucking did. They got promoted and won the league the season after. Yeah. 78. Mad. The, Mad the only stuff. problem is their manager always looks so tired. He fucking looks yeah. knackered, doesn't he? He does. I, I, does I, wonder, I worry that he's not though. getting his afternoon naps in. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that he's made it as far as he had because let's face it, he's not conventionally attractive, and that kind and of. And in seems this to world be... nowadays, we live in the age yeah. of Instagram where you we got do. no hope uh, usually unless you are a bit attractive. But this mm. bla- this bloke's he's bucked the trend. He has good for him. Yeah. Anyway, Roy the Rovers, Gary Burtle, centre pages. Yeah. Good stuff. Good times. Uh, on the front cover, we've got. It tells us what's been going on. It says Roy Race had sensationally predicted that neither he nor brilliant Melchester newcomer Rob Richards would score against Carford City in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and the City manager Dennis Blair was determined to shut Roy and Rob out of the game. And his method, we see on the front page, it is none other than uh, Gruber, uh, the Hammer of Dortmund who has been signed by Carford and is a defender. And they've even put him in a Germany kit, a West Germany kit, just to make him feel at home. Uh, Is it Hans Gruber or Karl Gruber? That's diehard, isn't it? Hans Gruber. Well, what's his name then? It doesn't mention his second name. We we realised last week that... He had the same name as the 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 head of the Hitler Youth. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where they got the idea from. And they seem to have removed his first name from this. I can't see. No, it's, his first name's not referenced. Somebody must have been tipped off about that fact. Yeah, and they've thought. Hello, oh. yeah, Skew, <laughs> Skewy, we've got a problem. No, it's not big one. It's not, it's, no. It is big, but um, it's not insurmountable. It's yeah, there is always a solution. Now, unfortunately, we have um, somehow in, in something we swore when we first started this comic we would never do. We have introduced the Hitler Youth to the editorial. And that is one of our cast iron golden rules. Not to do that, but we've done it. Luckily, no, not many people have noticed. Kurt Gruber, he was. Oh, no, he's mentioned the front cover. He is, but then not not any more further through. Oh, God. Yeah, Kurt Gruber is his name, the Hammer of Dortmund. There he is. He looks a little bit like uh, Lothar Matthias. Uh, he's unshaven, which means that he, he's not fucking about. Um, and we can see a player lying on the ground in his wake. It's hard to tell if it's Roy Race or Rob Richards because they both look the same. Rob Richards as looks like he's either eighteen or thirty-nine. Yeah. Um and he's just striding away with the ball. Um very powerful imagery. Very powerful thighs as well. Look at him. Fucking hell. Uh so he's striding away with the ball and then he boots it up the pitch 
And a crowd member goes, The Hammer of Dortmund, in inverted commas, shows his power. Gruber has won the first duel with Roy Race. <laughs> yeah, it is Roy that's on the deck, looking perplexed. And that, that fucking voice seems to be coming from the Melchester fans. They're almost pro-Gruber. And then another one says, And Kurt's got skill as well as power. What a pass to Colin Daly. Colin Daly. That's a 1980s footballer name, if ever I heard yeah, one. Yeah, Colin, Colin Daly. Played for a few clubs. Yeah, journeyman. Luton Town, a spell mm-hmm. at Stoke. Man and City when Malcolm Allison was there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then he played out the end of his career at West Brom, where eventually, once he retired, he did take on a coaching role. Can we give him six months at Sunderland as well? Yeah, why not? They signed, they signed him... Uh, just before transfer deadline date in March for £100,000 and he made three appearances. Yeah. And was then sold for £25,000 in the summer. Well, he picked up an injury on that third appearance, which was a cup game at Bristol City. <laughs> a niggling injury. And he was never quite the same. <laughs> yeah, there were rumours that he hadn't settled in the area and that he wanted a way <laughs> and he had actually refused to come to training. Do you know but- what? I think this is really fun doing this and we could make it uh, semi-regular, just made-up mm. footballing stories from the 80s. But yeah. the drearier, the better. If you send them in to us, be careful. We will probably ignore most of them. But if you get one succinct, convincing, but yeah. suitably inconsequential and dreary, we will consider yeah. reading it out on the show. Yeah, 80s, 90s as well, because I think there'll be a different 90s ones will be a bit 90s, different. In the Premier League era. When yeah. you get into the 90s, it's got to be like, there's an ageing Portuguese who has been signed by... West Ham. <laughs> West Ham. Um, West Ham fans are boasting because he once transferred from Benfica to AC Milan for mm. £5 million, but that was eight years ago. We're now yeah. signing him on loan with an obligation to buy from Verona. Mm. Um, he's got eight, he's he's got eighty two caps for Portugal, yeah. um, but unfortunately, thirty two is he thirty two? He's thirty two. In his first game against Southampton, he wows the crowd by performing a double nutmeg on Francis Bernali <laughs> before being substituted uh, with, uh, and he seems to be limping mostly. Then he falls out with Harry Redknapp over like the number that he has to play in the back of his shirt. He says it's unlucky and they won't change it. He won't get it swapped with John Moncur, <laughs> who wears the number 10. And as a result of that, he doesn't play again until the he end of the season. Returns to Portugal. Returns to Portugal, even though he's back. still under contract with us. Yeah. And now it's just subject to legal <laughs> proceedings. <laughs> There's also the storyline where you'll get a player that was um, hotly tipped from the Manchester United youth system. Yes. And he makes 20 appearances in three years. And yeah. then Everton sign him for about £8 million. Yeah, yeah. And he underwhelms at Everton for about three and a half years. Yeah. And then Sunderland sign him for four and a half million. Yeah. And then there's something to do with alcohol. And his <laughs> Gambling. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Sunderland That's then, actually it, happened more than once. It comes out that Sunderland, the owners of Sunderland, have had to settle some gambling debts on his behalf, <laughs> totaling yeah. over £800,000. <laughs> Oh, football, you're ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> but Colin Daly, getting back to this. Uh, what a pass to Colin Daly. He's got a chance. Uh, Colin Daly, the ball's about to drop on his feet. Vic Guthrie looks worried. Charlie Carter looks even more worried. 
But this is just the front cover, so we need to turn the page and find out what's going on inside. Page two of four. And uh, it hits a shot and it bounces off Charlie Carter's shoulder. Charlie Carter makes a lot of saves unconventionally. Yeah. I feel. He throws himself at things and they just, he gets lucky. Oh, hang on. That was Carford fans behind the goal. I thought it was Melchester fans before. Hmm, seems to be. All the banners have changed. They're all Carford now. Maybe they're interchangeable. Oh, saved Carter, but he can't hold it. And a Carford City player reaches the rebound first uh, and blasts it right off Vic Guthrie's cock. Look at that. <laughs> you see the trajectory of the ball? You see like the kind of a flash uh, bit of illustration uh, for the impact, and it bounces away. Uh, right off Guthrie's cock. Yeah, Vic Guthrie's cock seems to be made of solid steel. Concrete. Concrete cock. You can almost hear it go, donk. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I always play with an erection, see? (laughs) That's something I picked up when I was a nipper. That's what football does to me. You never go on the pitch with a flaccid penis. (laughs) Uh, The carver player goes, what the? Yeah, that's right. I'm rock hard right now. I've been thinking mucky thoughts all the way through the game just to keep it nice and stiff. I've been thinking thinking about Barbara Windsor in the Carry On films. (laughs) I've been thinking about her big knockers on that campsite flopping out where her bra flies off. (laughs) And that's why your attempted shot just donked off my dog. (laughs) Right back at you. "Ah!" Now, if I've been flaccid... It might have it might have made better contact with my testicles, knocked me over, yeah. and created a goal scoring opportunity for you. And I'd also be doubled up in pain, lying on the ground. But no, because my iron gotten away. You know what oh! I always say: an erect cock is the testicles' friend. <laughs> you see, it can protect it. Uh, <laughs> he says, "Ah." Oh! Well, that might be a, a noise of sexual joy rather than some I kind like of it. pain. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get a penalty, I'll go and go for it. Charlie can stand at the side. Uh, hooray! Good old Vic! <laughs> That's a fan. As uh, Vic Gussie boots it away. Super Brat cleared it off the line. That's right. With my old chap. Blackie Gray picked up the clearance um, and he's having to think to himself as he runs with the ball. Ah, it's a waste of time passing to Roy. Gruber's marking him too closely. <laughs> so he switches it. Crossfield pass. Bit of a lack of faith, uncharacteristic lack of faith in Roy by Blackie there. Good job he's thinking that and not saying out loud because Roy would God, not be yeah. happy. Fucking hell, but also taking uh, the threat of Gruber into account as well. Yeah. Um, so he hits it crossfield to uh, Rob Richards. Nice ball. Blackie's found Rob Richards on the Melchester left. Um, but Carford were following their manager's orders to the letter. And he's got two defenders homing in on him. Rob's trapped. Oh no, Rob's trapped. <laughs> trapped, <Someone>. trapped. <laughs> Trap alert. He'll never escape. 
Is there a policeman in the ground because Rob's got trapped? Uh, Rob's trapped. Those two defenders are giving him no room to move. Please let him move. Give him room. He might not be able to breathe. Don't be mean. Jalapeño. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Uh, do you remember when David Skew used to put women's names on the advertising hordes yeah. and we thought there was some kind of secret code going for on? for It's not, it's pretty fucking avert. This time, the, the advertising hoarded in the next frame just says, shop at Catherine's. And then after that, it just says, David. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, look, I've, I've, I've signed this one. That's a couple of things that I've got sorted there. A couple of little obligations that I've ironed out in one episode. <laughs> Hello, Catherine. Yeah, it's in this week's. Yeah, yeah. yeah the d- shop's on Saturday. David, you know that? Yeah, well, the whole incident with the the pool game, yeah, double or quits, yeah. Oh, well, well, excuse David, he signed oh, it. Oh, yeah, I thought it was his mate David. He? No, he's no, he's well, it might be there might be another David involved. I don't know, but it's I very owed him this I owed him forty quid, and I said, how about instead of the cash, I just write the word David <laughs> on an advertising <laughs> hoarding in next week's comic, and he took it. He said, make it, it fifty because it might look like it's just about you. I said. I said to him, listen, is take the comic. When the comic's out, take a few copies down the pub, distribute them out <laughs> to some of the lasses in there, right? And watch what happens next. You'd be fucking amazed. Also, show them around to some of the fellas and you'll probably get at least four drinks out of it. Yeah, you'll get drinks and you'll be dripping so, in fanny. Trust me, it'll be well that. it'll be worth much more than the fifty quid I owe you. Yeah, add that onto the fifty. Uh, in real terms, your your quid's in. Um, so what's happening? Yeah, Rob Richards is being... They're not giving him any room to move. Uh, one of them slides in on him. He gets past the first one, it looks like, who, who slides in and misses, but then the second one... Look at that two-footed slide. Oh, no, it's a great slide. It's like slide. a fucking toboggan. He, he's hurtling almost. along at high speed as well, isn't on he? His he's like, it's a strange technique. He slid on his ass, two feet out, <laughs> studs up. Perfectly legitimate be... tackle in 1984. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would just be an instant red now and possibly a uh, criminal conviction. This is just ludicrous. But he's took the ball, so that's all right. Um, they've nailed him. That's the stuff, Carford. So far, Race and Richards don't even look like scoring. Well, 
but you'll fucking see. Um, Dennis Blair, there he is again with his giant cuboid head <laughs> and wavy black grey hair. My head gets squarer with each passing day. And with I'll tell you the reason sausage. why. It's sausages and brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, incidentally, is also the names of my dogs. <laughs> and so my head will be as perfectly square as a die or a Rubik's Cube, which is a new popular toy that my children enjoy playing with. (laughs) Uh, Dennis Blair was well pleased with the success of his carefully planned tactics and his uh, creepy-looking assistant there. (laughs) He looks like a right snide cunt, rat-faced bastard. Sex offender. Yeah. Uh, you know what's under this tracksuit, boss? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Always ready to sex offend. That's me. <laughs> I can run on the pitch and whip this off in under a second. I've noticed old Vic Guthrie's got quite an impressive erection under his shorts. Maybe he's one of us, if you catch me drift, a sex person. Maybe, Maybe we should team- invite him round to one of the, your parties at the executive flats. <laughs> Do the executive flatty rent player? that your wife is unno- doesn't know about. The one that's off the books. <laughs> you think he's a team player like we are? Nudge, <laughs> nudge. <laughs> uh, and he says, shouldn't a few more of our lads be pushing forward, boss? <laughs> pushing forward. <laughs> uh, Dennis Blair says, no, not yet. Anyway, we'll keep sitting on Race and Richards for most of the first half. Sitting, sitting on. (laughs) Uh, If their two superstars fail to score, Belchester will become utterly disheartened, and then we'll hit them. Oh, disheartened. Oh, I love it. Oh, hit them. Psychological disappointment. Um, And what happens? The Belchester fans will be becoming more and more frustrated. Gruber's still covering Roy like a second shadow. Wasn't Roy's first shadow not cover him? His shadow kind of emits from him, doesn't it? Yeah. You'd see your shadow out to the front or to the side. Yeah, your own shadow can't cover you. It's not possible. Oh. This is a shambles of an episode. Uh, So you can't have a second shadow. Uh, Why doesn't Roy change his tactics, switch to the other wing or something? And uh, because Roy knows best, basically, and you're just some nobody in the crowd. Who isn't even is represented by shadow or silhouette? In this case, we don't even see the, the owner of this voice. But then suddenly, uh, is it Roy? Yeah, Roy's got the ball and he hits it forward towards Noel Baxter and shouts, "Noel!" Um, Carford defender. Oh, where the heck did Baxter come from? Watch it, City! Shouts the crowd. The Carford defence has been left stranded on each flank. Now, we see an overview of the pitch where all the players are positioned here. Uh, Melchester are on the attack. They've got three players. I don't think they've got 11 players on the pitch here, to be honest. They've got three players down the right-hand side. Uh, One in the middle, just one in centre mid. Uh, The Carford defence has been left stranded on each flank. There's hardly anyone in the middle. And uh, and here comes Slade for Melchester. And Baxter plays it through to Jimmy Slade. Yeah, what they've done is they've they've sent everyone wide. Um, the idiot Carford defenders have all ran with them, 
and opened up this huge gap in the middle. Hey, I don't know. It looks it works. Maybe more teams should be doing that. Maybe this is what Guardiola's going to do next. Yeah, he's got to come to out with something. The game. Yeah, looks good to me. Um, Jimmy Slade rams the ball past the keeper, back of the net. Um, celebrates with Roy. How's that, Roy? Your own little plan seems to be working nicely. Roy says, let's just hope that City don't don't twig what's happening too soon, Jimmy. It's pretty obvious what's happened, isn't it? Yeah, it won't take that much of... to fucking work out. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, Melchester have scored. I don't even know what the scoreline is. Did Carford score earlier? Can't remember. Not really important. It'll be... It'll tell us at the end. Oh, I've just turned on the next fourth page and I'll, I'll just look at this do you remember Scream comic I don't remember no. Scream comic it was packed with weird tales of mystery and suspense it oh. says this is the first issue of it. it came out in 1984 stories such as the Dracula file the library of death oh, monster tales from the grave and get this terror of the cats fucking hell that sounds awesome I want to read this might go on eBay about that I'll just thinking the very same thing. And look what you get free with it in issue one. Some Jaws. Oh, I used to have some of them. They were great, weren't they? Dracula fangs. Do they still do Dracula fangs? Everyone used to have Dracula fangs, didn't You'd they? You'd be able to get them on eBay. The only problem is, though, is that they, they would always fill with saliva, wouldn't they? I don't know why, yeah. but they'd, they'd ge- your mouth would start to overgenerate saliva you when drool. you put them in. Did you find yeah. that? Yeah, yeah you drool a lot, yeah. Dracula fangs. Oh, of course you can get Dracula fangs. £3.82. Not used, though, because there'd be a lot of no, drool residue. Mm. You catch rabies from used ones. Yeah, I was just about to say, you generate so much drool, it would almost look like foam. Once again, we come back to rabies. Mm. I'm surprised Spre- in Roy the Rovers in the 80s they didn't bring in a rabies plotline. They still might, of course. You can get a complete set of Scream comic. It looks like it only ran the 15 issues. Uh, 100 quid. <laughs> 15 issues. I wouldn't pay 100 quid for 15 issues of Scream comic. Someone's selling them for 200 quid. Wouldn't there be a laugh, though, in that era? Because comics were booming so much. You know, they were the publishers, in this case I- IPC, were like just the whole time thinking, let's launch a new niche comic. Imagine working there in that era where there was new ideas for comics coming out every day. Launching a comic would be the fucking best laugh, wouldn't it? Of course it would. The golden age of of kids publishing. Yeah. It would be amazing. I always wanted Um, to do like a kids magazine or a magazine that was aimed at men of our age who were still obsessed with kid-related activities. (laughs) Just call it mucking about. And it was a, a magazine slash comic that was all about mucking about, different ways to yeah. muck about, interviews yeah. with great mucker abouters, etc. Cartoons yeah. about people mucking about. I like it. Let's crowdfund it. Yeah. Uh, you can buy the first two issues for 10 quid, but they don't have the free gifts with them. So you'd have to buy your own Dracula teeth separately. But um, yeah, new comics launching left, right and centre. I love it. Um, back to the Melchester thing. Uh, moments later, 
Look at Race moving into the middle, trying to get away from Gruber. He's yours, Kurt. Oh, that's another player that shouts he's yours, Kurt. So I've done the wrong voice there. Sorry about that. He's yours, Kurt. Roy released the ball a split second before he was tackled. Um, yeah, Gruber is being completely undone here by Roy's uh, genius brain. Ich bin complete and undone. <laughs> ich bin einer dismantled. <laughs> Uh, physically and psychologically <laughs> and emotionally. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Roy released the ball a split second before he was tackled to Glenn Ritchie. Glenn Ritchie on the right. He's got loads of room. Oh, now they're coming in the middle now and leaving space wide. Uh, there's the cross. Rob Richards is coming for it. But those two City players are still breathing down his neck. A lot being said there as a cross comes in. Yeah. And that's been talking really fast. Uh, Rob Richards heads it down and shouts, Neville! Uh, <laughs> Neville! Doesn't head it. It glan- almost glances off his head, but he kind of misses it. Oh, he's ducked under the ball! Oh, no! He was just making room for Neville Jones! <sighs> Fucking Neville Jones. Ball falls to Neville Jones on the left. Carford defender. Come out, keeper! Come out! But, oh, look at that finish from Neville Jones. That's excellent. Right. Fucking out. Uh, an extremely acute angle. Acute angle, that's right, yeah. Just lofts it over the keeper in the back of the net. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, too late, it says. It's there! 2-0! Neville Jones has sort of come from nowhere, hasn't he? Mm. Like as a player, well, they, they we haven't. There's not been the much park. of a plot line about him or anything. I don't think. Did they find him down the park or something? Or in? Oh, was it that young lad who like they that? found in the park? Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he seems pretty He's well established now. Then. I can't remember whether or not that was pre-Walford or not. It might have been. So he kind of disappeared because we were we were concentrating on Roy's tenure at Walford. Yeah, his ill-fated tenure. Yeah. So half time. Um. What's this cunt's name? Charlie Blair or something? Dennis Blair. Looks furious. Square-headed Dennis Blair. Ready, ruddy complexion. Um, high blood pressure. Yeah, and not being helped by the fact that he's wearing a suit and tie with the fucking tie done right up. And the as tight as, as possible, well. which is only making his fucking mm. flushed face even more flush. Look at his... Jacket's buttoned up. He's got his sex offender assistant with him there. Um, he said, I oh, don't get it, Sid. Oh, he's called Sid as well. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, Race and Richards have hardly touched the ball, yet Melchester are two up. And then the final frame of this uh, issue, look at Royce's face as he strides off towards the fucking dressing room. Oh, look how smug he looks. Having done a number on Carford and Gruber. <laughs> uh, I've got horrible feeling that race is making fools of us. But yeah. how? He says. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you cunts to work that out. I'm going for half-time <laughs> cup of tea. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to treat myself to an extra sugar. <laughs> Where are we going wrong? Uh, no no sweeter feeling than making cunts out of cunts like you. <sighs> how can you not tell? <laughs> How can you not tell what's been happening? There's another um, 
advertising hoarding at the top there with the, with the name Matthew on it. Mm. Okay, curious. Uh, Matthew, I said I put you in the comic, and I have. <laughs> no, it is not too small. Hello, is David Skew there, please? Tell him it's Matthew. He'll know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Someone called Matthew on the Valview. What? <laughs> so, yeah, sounds a bit, uh, how would I put it? A little bit uh, fruity. <laughs> I told him not to ring me here. Matthew! It <laughs> he, he does sound angry, though. Matthew, we had an arrangement. <laughs> Matthew, I can't talk now. Yes, I had a good time too, but we promised never to talk about it again. I put your name in the comic, as I promised. But it's perfectly readable. I didn't agree how big it would be. It's visible. <laughs> That's all I said. <laughs> no, I don't think we should again, no. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm friends with your father. Rise it up as a moment of madness. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that's the end of that one. Uh, it says, next week, a blistering second half produces four more goals. <laughs> Whoa. Four more goals to come. Uh, I think there's something of note in the uh, Roy's message Oh, yeah, it's just, it's the usual stuff. Um, and, it's, uh, and then at the end, it just says, finally, due to increased production costs, the price goes up to 22 pence from next week. But Roy the Rovers is still worth it. Cheers! <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, one other thing, yeah. Just a quick one. Next week. Uh, nothing yeah. to worry about too much, but we are putting yeah. the price up. Yeah, 10%. <laughs> we should try that with the IFS, mate. Uh, I think we've pushed it enough. <laughs> uh, and also, the call of the week is from someone called Jason Wallace. It says Jason lives in Garrow Hill, Glasgow. Uh, uh, oh, it's Roy, isn't it? Reading this out. I'd rank to say I'm 12 and I've been reading your comic for five years. It's great, especially Durrell's Palace, which, in my opinion, is true to life. <laughs> You're 12. What do you know about life, Jason? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, or truth. Uh, I also like Mighty Mouse and Who is Arrow. Mouse gives me a laugh, and although Arrow doesn't, it keeps me wondering who he really is. <laughs> although I have never raised so much as a smirk at Arrow, I consider yeah. it humorless. I do derive other things from it. It feeds my curiosity. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Uh, he says, there's another, fa- another story which is a favourite of mine. I won't see what it is, but it's a bit far-fetched at times. <laughs> Uh, well, I know it couldn't be the main one, Jason. Could it? <laughs> Seriously, though, you have won three pounds. I don't know which story he means, which is a bit far-fetched. Right, that we is never it. see the other ones. Oh, you do, because you've got the comics. Do you ever find yourself, comic. like, perusing the other ones? Yeah. I have a look through now and again, see what's going on. Yeah, good. I always look through to see if there's anything else of note in any of the other stories but there really is but anyway there we go that's this one done and we'll be back with more uh, next time thank you very much and goodbye goodbye goodbye